Amen. Thanks, Matt. Um, <clears throat> so we are talking about diligence this morning. And um, uh, Proverbs says a lot about diligence. Uh, but so the, the issue this morning or this afternoon is for this to not me like dad you. Okay. Because this, this feels very much like kind of a dad topic, doesn't it? You know, like working hard and stick to itiveness and nose the grindstone, that kind of thing. Um, but I really want, uh, I know that you guys uh, do work hard. And I know that you guys are diligent at some things. <laughs> and so there's typically an issue. It's, uh, there, there are lazy people among you, okay? And so you can self-select and who that is. I don't know, you know, but you know. Yep, we got one up here. Um, but typically, the, the, our issue with diligence is uh, that we are too busy, okay, um, or we are busy with the wrong things, and sometimes both of those collide, right? And so I want to talk about um, different aspects about, about what we should be busy with, exactly what diligence is, right, and then some tensions uh, between there. And so we'll um, uh, try to have a, a decent amount of discussion with this. All right, so first question, this is kind of a quick, uh, like one minute uh, with a buddy or two. Uh, when we're talking about diligence, um, do you think diligence is a value in our culture today? Just kind of yes or no, just whatever you think, whatever you observe around you. And how is diligence different from busyness? All right, just your opinion. So uh, talk real quick, and then I'll ask, uh, ask some opinions. All right, what we got? All right, Macy. Macy. All right, is <laughs> hey, um, is uh, diligence a value in our culture today? What do you think? Um, I think it's an easy task. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Somebody of a um, want to add to that? What do you think? Um, Clayton, what's the difference between uh, diligence and busyness? Um, I think diligence kind of implies like you're staying, so say you're like at work, being diligent would be like doing stuff at work. Okay. Whereas like busyness, whatever, you're like caught up with a bunch of different meetings, you got a bunch of different distractions. Or if you're like a student, like yeah, I got to study, but then I'm also meeting with this guy, I'm going to this party, I'm going to this thing later tonight. You got a bunch of other stuff that doesn't really matter or whatever. You waste your time checking your phone. That would be yeah. busyness. Okay. Somebody else uh, speak into that. Busyness. Difference between busyness and diligence. Um, I think busyness now is like a status in terms of like, oh, the busier I am, like more popular, the more successful. Yeah. And with diligence, like you pick two or three things where you're like putting everything. Like when you're busy, you're just kind of half-heartedly doing things. And you're yeah. You're doing things to the best of your ability. And with diligence, I see it as like you're doing, like I said, a smaller number of things mm -hmm. to the best of your ability. Yeah, better. Yeah. Thoroughness of it. That's good. Anybody ever read The Sneetches? Yeah. I don't know if that's the book. It was just a story, like a Dr. Seuss book. It's the Sneetches with the stars. It's like I don't, the, the, the hairy duck thing, you know, with the stars. And like, I want one star, two stars. 
As you're talking about, it, I wonder if we had like a busyness meter, you know, kind of on our sleeve, if we would be like super excited. Look at mine, you know. I'm busier than you. I'm a nine. That's right. <laughs> All right, so here's some... Um, Here's some kind of phrases I think are helpful to wrap our head around, I think, all the things that are diligence is and isn't. Um, so diligence is a conscientious uh, hard work and perseverance. Nope, I misspelled it up there too. <laughs> so conscientious hard work and perseverance, right? I'm, I'm meticulous at the thing that I'm trying to do and I'm gonna continue doing it. Diligence is consistent wise intention and wise effort. So remember wisdom, uh, we, haven't, we don't have this quote up there, but it's uh, skill, expertise, and competence for living. So, uh, so wise intention, wise effort, right? Uh, that skill applied, right, consistently. Uh, diligence does not equal monetary prosperity, okay? It does not, uh, it's not all that matters, uh, and it's not a cure-all. Taking responsibility and then caring about the results. <clears throat> so we're going to look at just three things, uh, kind of three principles um, as we look at uh, some of the Proverbs about diligence. And so uh, the first one is uh, work matters in our spiritual lives. So we talked about, for those that were on the retreat this week, we talked about um, roles, trying to feel, feel um, more consistent with uh, what it is to be a man or woman of God. And, and particularly personally kind of owning that, taking responsibility of what, uh, of what that means. Uh, I know a lot of times, uh, I don't know if we think about God as being busy, but I do. Like God is uh, not overly busy, but he's active, right? Like he's not, God's not just kind of lazy boy. And I wonder what Rob's doing. You know, let me cut the TV on, check him out, you know. Um, he's active, but when we're thinking about our roles is also see God as diligent, right? He's very thorough with what he's doing, his plans, but what about me? Am I? Uh, what's my role? What do I see as uh, my work? And so uh, I want us to look at um, one scripture uh, real quick in 2 Peter 1, 3 through 5. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, in, um, when I was your age, uh, I was waiting on God uh, to do stuff in my life. I was waiting for him to fix my sin. I was waiting for him to evangelize the people around me. I was waiting for him to do more discipleship than I was doing. Um, and I was also frustrated at the same time while I was waiting. Because, like, what's he, I mean, come on, you know. It's like the pizza is 45 minutes late. Like, let's, let's hurry it up here, okay? You know, and... Um, but when I came across, uh, when I came across this uh, verse kind of in my um, early to mid-20s, I started kind of realizing it and working through that process. Uh, somebody read this uh, for me up there who likes reading stuff on the screen. Go for it. All right. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these... He has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world by lust. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence, in your faith supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge. Excellent. Man, what a good reader. So there's a couple things that I want uh, to point out um, here, and then uh, maybe you can uh, give me a little feedback as well. 
the first thing is this idea of that we're not lacking anything to do the stuff to like to kind of lean into obedience with God. Right. As I came across this, that that I couldn't that the narrative that I had in my head that I was waiting on God to do some stuff and I wasn't quite sure what I needed to be doing. When I came across this, I uh, I was like, oh. OK, so I have I have everything life and godliness. Okay, so what are those things and what do I need to be doing? And so, I, and so as you're thinking about that there isn't anything you're lacking, there's nothing that you have to wait on. For me, that was the problem. I was waiting on something. <laughs> I was waiting on God to do something. And here I'm, he's telling me that we're not lacking anything. So what... what uh, how is that helpful for our attitude? Maybe you've heard that for the first time, maybe you heard it a hundred times. When you hear that you have everything pertaining to life and godliness, um, what are you hearing? And how are you translating that into what you should be doing or could be doing? Ethan, what do you think? Okay. <laughs> Meg. <laughs> Respond to <laughs> He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. I think it's because you, you have everything you need to be diligent mm-hmm. and given to that. Mm-hmm. We just have to have the spiritual self Right, because then it's just on me. Like it's nice as I'm waiting on whatever. Right? But it's like there's no reason to wait. Like you got you got all the tools. So oh it's me. So I just gotta like start doing it. Okay. <clears throat> so the next thing I want you to look at is in verse 4, uh, so that by them, talking about the promises that he's given us, right? All these great things that he's given us. He's given us all, everything pertaining life godliness. He's been granted us the magnet, precious and magnificent promises so that we may become partakers of the divine nature. Like it is through diligence, right, that we become and grow into Christ's likeness. That he created us in his image, right? And here's when it becomes realized, that we might, be full, uh, might fully image him. And then skip over to the beginning of verse 5. It's because of these things, because we have all things, uh, that he wants us to become, uh, and then that we can become partakers of the divine nature. Verse 5, now for this very reason, stop sitting there, stop thinking that there's something else going on, and apply all diligence. Right, you have faith, so go. I need to hear that even now. I think you need to hear that too. So let's look at a couple um, uh, of the Proverbs here. So uh, let's skip down uh, past the Romans verse. Proverbs 4.23. And so these are going to be some reminders for us, but they're good reminders as it relates to um, that our spiritual life requires work. So it's, it's not that you maybe didn't know that this morning, maybe some of you didn't, but what it is reminding us about like what we should be diligent about. Um, how many of you have to make decisions about, about what I'm going to do today? But, you know, all, let's say, assume all of us have too much stuff to do. Agreed? Okay, so... If you're going to apply deal, if you're going to be thorough with those things, right, each day you're having to decide, what am I going to do today, right? What is going to take up at least some of my time? If 
Proverbs 4.23, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. We've talked about this in several different contexts, but remember that your heart is under your control. That it is, not, it is not passive, like you are responsible for your heart. If, that, if you need to hear that today, that God has said, I don't know if you thought that I was protecting it, that's your job. I'm here to help, <laughs> I'm here to give you truth, but you are the one that has to watch your heart with all diligence. Do you, do you know that your heart is precious, like your own place from which you live? Yes? Every one of you, like, yes? Like your heart is a precious thing? Do you understand that like it's under your control? Like you are the one, like if it is not in good shape? God's given you a new one <laughs> if you're in him, but its shape is up to you. You understand that? And the people around you pouring into you. That's a big deal. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> to be reminded of that. And if we didn't know, well, what is our heart? It's from which we live, right? It is our affections, right? The things that we think and are. We need to watch over it. And it says with all diligence, meticulously, like that thing is precious cargo. Think of things in your life right now that you watch over diligently. If you have a notebook, if you want to write down one or two, like I, I don't do a lot. I'm not real thorough with a lot of these things, but like I'm diligent. So uh, me being such a good friend of Megan's, like I just know all kinds of stuff about her, but she is diligent at keeping her Air Force Ones white. I don't know if you knew that about her, but, uh, but she is meticulous. Amen? Amen. Get the spoon. Kitty, yep. She likes, that's how she affirms you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So what are you diligent about? What do you take great care in? Some of you take great care in your notes. Right? Just real good. And you're like, wow, this is a masterpiece of notes. Think about what some of those things are. Are any of those things, right? All of those things are your decision, right? Like I've decided to take these things uh, seriously, to be meticulous in the care of it. And so God is saying that we should care about our hearts that much, right? Or that there are certain things that we need to steward really, really well. And that's one of them. Let's look at two more. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me and those who diligently seek me will find me. Right? Eight is the, uh, is the, um, where wisdom's personified. Right, wisdom, we always say, is, uh, lots of people will argue, and I will absolutely argue this too, that, that wisdom personified is Jesus. Right, he comes and is incarnated. <clears throat> I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. That we have this promise that if we will seek for the Lord and his things, like we will find that stuff. Any of you um, lose, uh, lose things uh, here and there? Yeah? I've heard that people lose like their earbuds pretty, like, pretty frequently. Anybody do that? Yeah? Jada, she's like, I'm looking for it right now. It's in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if the things that we lost would promise, like, if you'll look for me really hard, I'll be found by you? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? 
Well, God's saying that to us, that if we will just seek him, right? I don't quite know where he is. Maybe I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of connecting with him. But if you'll seek me, like I'll be found by you. That's one of the most wonderful promises that it, there's a cause and effect that if I will look for him and look for his stuff, that I will, I will not found unwanted. Isn't it, isn't it sad when you go looking for something? It doesn't matter if it's the milk. It doesn't matter if it's like new soap that you bought at the grocery store. You just come back defeated, don't you? You're just like, couldn't find the combos, could you? No. <laughs> couldn't find the syrup. Well, I guess we'll just have to eat regular ice cream. <laughs> but, is it, but that is a feeling that we get from not finding stuff. It's really important that we have that promise. The last thing uh, as it relates to working for our spiritual life is Joshua twenty three eleven. So take diligent heed to yourself to love the Lord your God. I don't want to say anything about this. Actually, take a couple minutes and kick that around. What is that saying? It's a very curious proverb here. Take diligent heed to yourself to love the Lord your God. What is the, what is the wisdom there that is telling you what to do? So talk amongst yourselves real quick. All right, what do we think? All right, what do you think? Some, uh, some good uh, interpreters in here. Take diligent heed to yourself to so love the Lord your God. What's the, what's the ask? What's the tell? Like a call to remind yourself to like stay on project. Okay, I like that. Just stay. Because, you know, it could say, you know, take diligent heed to love without putting that to yourself, right? So it's kind of like you have to remind yourself that you live how you're supposed to live. I think that I think that's really uh, helpful, and I think that's that's good. Anybody have a family member that calls you to remind you to call someone else, like when it's their birthday? Anybody have like dad says, "Hey, it's your sister's birthday, right?" Like remember to love her today, right? <laughs> Matthew Matthew said his mom called him to remind him that it was his birthday and to love yourself, right? He was like, "You need to love yourself today." Be sweet to yourself. Treat yourself to something of some sort. Anybody else want to uh, add to what Ethan said? Ethan, that was great. Yeah, Lindo. I think this is just uh, a level of responsibility and accountability on yourself. Mm-hmm. Very easy to be like, oh, I don't want to do this because it's hard. Yeah. So, so often we are waiting, right, to feel lovingly towards God. Like I'm just waiting around and when he does, something, you know, whatever that means for you. I, I think that's our default because, hey, it's easy to love the person that's lovable. Man, I just like them. I just want to do nice stuff for them because they're, they're great. But as we have our, your, your parents often say to you and your siblings, you know, you need to love your sister or your brother or whoever it is you don't like. Right, but the Bible says it's not, but we can't take that as like, but I don't like them. Like, they smell, and they're like mean to me, and they, you know, there's reasons why I don't do that. It's not, he's not saying conjure up affections. You know, 
hey, it's your grandma's birthday. Go love her. Like, go do something for her over and against yourself. What is God's love language? Somebody look up uh, John 14, 21. Any of you love language people? My love language was this, this ice cream and cookies. Like if, if somebody wants to make me swoon, it's like, the, I was just thinking about you. Here's some ice cream and cookies. Hello. <laughs> Renee one time bought me at Trader Joe's. It's just like a little side. Trader Joe's push. No, like anyone needs to like it better. They had these um, coffee and brownie ice cream sandwich things. And Renee bought some and she was like, hey, there's those coffee and brownie, brownie ice cream things in there. I was like. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it was brownie and coffee ice cream tier. It was, it was great. All right, uh, John 14, 21. Somebody read that for me. If you don't have that uh, verse highlighted or starred or whatever, color-coded in, in your phone, like, do that one. Read it one more time. John 14, 21. What is God's love language? Starts with an O and ends with Obedience. Obedience. <laughs> how do you love God that you do what he asks you to do he loves that like he swoons like I swoon for, for cookies and ice cream he's like Alec <laughs> he loves me Here, here's the secret to obedience. It's super complicated. It's intention and effort. That's it. It's the hardest thing, but it's the easiest thing. Well, but not just intend to do like, did you hear what I said? Do you understand what I said? Do you know how to do that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I just need you to intend to do that and then give effort towards it. That's it. A hundred out of a hundred people <laughs> can be obedient. I can be obedient. My issue is that I don't intend to do what he asked me, and I don't give any effort to it. Amen? You're like, yeah. <laughs> so here, I think y'all gave really good definition. Here's, here's my, what I would add to this. I think he's saying take care to show love to God. All right, and we do that right by being obedient. He's like, how do I show? Oh, okay, just do what he says. So our spiritual lives, uh, work matters in our spiritual lives. All right, the second thing, uh, and it's going to talk about like work work. And so we're just going to, we could talk this about this. We just want to hit a couple of things here. Um, number two, hard work can bring prosperity, but that doesn't mean that we should overwork. Um, hey, my name is Rob, and I am an overworker. You're supposed to say, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if we went around uh, and you wanted to, whatever your version of that is, hey, my name is Lindell, and I'm addicted to being overly busy. 
You know, I'm addicted to saying things that I will, will give somebody else. Uh, hey, I'm Renee, and I'm addicted to. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but we. Uh, <laughs> so, so when we're thinking about like, hey, I need to be, I need to work hard. Like, I need to give effort. Right, but, but diligence is going to be, is what I would say is we need to add to that general definition thoroughness and we need to be more discerning what it is that we are trying to be diligent to, right? Um, so here's uh, just three real quick verses that kind of uh, are, give kind of a word picture that's really helpful to us. I'll just read them real quick. So Proverbs 10, 4, uh, Proverbs 12, 24, and Proverbs 12, 27. And they both, and they all say some semblance of this idea. Um, that you shouldn't be negligent or slack and that the, uh, and that the, um, that if you are diligent, then you will have prosperity. Okay. Um, I like 27 is really actually kind of funny. A lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. So what this is saying is like all of you are terrible that don't reheat your pizza, (laughs) right? The laziness right there. I just don't get it. But we're talking about uh, kind of work ethic, right? The, the two pictures that are handed is this, is this idea of a slack hand, okay? It's like kind of a limp hand uh, versus a taut hand. And the picture is really generally taken with like a bow and arrow, right? That as I draw back a bow, right, I have something on it and I aim it and I let go and I fire like there's, there's some like, there's some tension that I have to hold that I have to be strong enough to like hold it you know, and do what it needs to be. I need to be able to kind of pull it back, right? To be able to have the strength to do that, to hold it taut, right? That there's constant attention to what I'm doing. It can't be kind of whatever, right? I'm, I'm being really intentional when I'm doing that versus the slack hand that can't really draw the bow. Like if you ever, the saddest thing you've ever seen, right? As a little kid who like trying to hold the thing and like pull it back and it just kind of falls off and like down, and you're just like, it just looks pathetic. Like, it's so sad. It's just kind of. And so those are the, the, the word pictures the Bible gives us about this kind of diligence versus the slack hand. The slack hand is like, whatever, you know, versus the diligent hand is like, I'm, I'm holding on to this thing because it matters, right? And I'm doing all the things that it does and I'm not letting go of it, right? I'm, I'm holding it. Or if me and you, Matthew, have, have each end of a rope and it's really imperative that we hold it straight, like I've, it's really irritating like how much attention you have to do. He keeps pulling and I've got to pull and, and you would laugh at us as we we're both trying to keep it taut, right? Like imaginary when I'm getting wore out, you know, it's like, <laughs> whew, I know. But for us, um, that requires, I, I can't hold everything taut. That, that's kind of the picture of busyness. I've got all of these things kind of like I've got one kind of wrapped around my ankle, kind of dragging it along. I've got another one that's just on the ground. I've got another one that like, oh wait, hold on. How am I, you know, we, we don't know what we're doing to kind of keep these things in the order that they need to be in. And so when we're, when we're thinking about hard work, like that's hard work, right? Keeping, keeping something taut. And there's this, uh, a couple other ones that uh, Proverbs 12, 11, each of these are up here. He who tills his land will have plenty, but he who pours worthless things lacks sense. 
28, 19, he who fills his land, tills his land will have plenty of food, but he who follows after empty pursuits will have poverty and plenty. Right, we, uh, we struggle, I struggle, but I probably, you probably do too, that the, the issue is not kind of, if I had all the time in the world or if I was diligent at it, I can, I can have the thing go well, but I'm so distracted by like all these other things that, you know, it's like I, uh, I'm cooking on the stove and then I get a phone call and then I get something like, oh crap, there's something on the stove. How many times are we doing that in our lives? Oh crap, the class. Oh crap, that relationship <laughs> that I'm not keeping because I've got too many right things that I'm trying to do, but yet none of them am I trying to do well. That what if I said, hey, you can't, um, I'm going to ask you to do something, but I need you to sign this paper that says, if you're going to do it, I need you to do it well. How many things would we sign that paper on? Would that keep us from taking on all the things that we take on? If, because like, I don't care what you do, I just need you to do it well. So talk to me about that. That's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. I know it's a struggle for you. What are your thoughts or questions about that idea? That the things I need to do, I need to do well. Somebody else, thank you for being honest. All right, we live, that's, you're describing our lives. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, see the bags, you know? Mine's droopier, you know, I got a bigger one than you. So he said, pride and people-pleasing. Thank you for alliterating also. I appreciate that. Somebody else. It's also like this weird idea we have, I think, that it's a competition. It is. And I want to be better than you. I, I'll do that. Meg, did I, did I beat Meg today? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But they do. It's a, it continues on and here we are way past third grade and we're still like, yeah. you know what? I have to church early in the It's stupid, but. I wish that is what they argued about. That's not, that's not it. Somebody else. Um, what was the question again? Oh, just thoughts or questions, uh, thoughts or comments about um, the doing things well. And if we had to do things well, would that keep us from doing some of the things that we do?
you're pouring into one or two relationships, like that's enough for me. Or you know, you're involved in a ministry here, like that's enough for me. Like as long as you're doing those things well. And I think that's been one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn is just like you can't do everything. Yeah. Like it's not healthy to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One more. Yes. For me, it kind of reminds me of what we studied in Jeremiah. We get, I don't know if the girls did, but like, curses a man that trusts in himself and makes fleshy strength in his heart and parts of the Lord. It's like, I can do a lot of things under my own strength. Mm-hmm. And I can do them, I can complete them and not do them well. I yeah. trust in myself. And then spiritually, like, I'm in a harsh place in the wilderness and not have it. Doing things well and under the Lord's will brings me to a fruitful place, a place where I'm like actually at peace rather than just completing things. Yeah. Stress out of my mind. Yeah. That's really, really good. All right, so then, so if we've got that, trying to push against just our thoughts about. Um, tasking and completing things and just struggling with all of that. Uh, also want to be reminded of um, the other side of that, right, about resting and about how those things are actually way more interrelated than we, than we care to think, right? That as I learn to work well, right, then I can actually rest. And so Leviticus 23.3, for six days work may be done, but on the seventh day, there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You shall not do any work. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Concentrate on that first phrase. For six days, work may be done. He's saying that is what I'm trying to restrict you to because I know what, what, what you drift into. I know that you like uh, to... Um, rely on yourself. And I know that that makes you empty. So here's the, here's the thing that you need uh, to work on immediately. And you're probably already working on that, but like, hurry it up (laughs) is we need to be able to um, be more discerning about uh, what is actually good. Okay. And what I mean by that is um, that the things that we ought to be doing, what those are, right? So that at the end of the day, the best thing you can ever say, right, is um, that, that, like, the things that I did today, the things I chose to do, and the effort I put them, and the thoroughness that I had, I did a good job. How often can you say that? And can you remember the last time that that thought kind of came into your head? Like today, when I, when I, when I lay down at 9.30, nobody... I want to go to bed right now. But, um, you know, 9.30, I'm not trying to do other stuff. It's like, I have prayed some days uh, more recently. Father, this day was a good day. And I did this day well. I'm looking forward to going to sleep. Don't you want to say that? Like, wouldn't that be nice, just, just imagining it? But all of that comes with being able to say, like, what the good things are. You still need to eat, still need to go to class, go to work, still need to, there's, there's certain things that, that that's going to include. 
But all the, all the stuff, it really is important that we are able to say it's good. You have guys have done it. You've made some brownies and you ate one and you're like, ooh, that was good. Let me go sit on the couch. Yeah. What questions do you have about discerning the good things in your life? If we cannot say, declare what's good, feel good about it, right, then we are not going to be able to rest well. Because the resting then is the trusting. What questions do you have about that? That is the, the most important thing uh, that you will do in your, in, your, in your everyday life is figure out what the good is. So how do we figure that out? Yes. Because, uh, because you see those things not as a, as a responsibility. I, I haven't, I've never had a responsibility that I saw that that was my attitude towards it, like a, or a stewardship, whatever works, the same, same kind of idea. That like I've given you this thing, like care for it, nurture it, because it needs to be healthy. Uh, let's say if everything God gave you, okay, it's like, I mean, any random thing, let's say every one of those things was a little, was a little baby chick, okay? And he said, here, Lindell, you're like, oh, that, yeah. Like, that's what we should think about, kind of our blessings, right? Here's this little baby chick. And so you're responsible now. You're a steward. But I'm gonna ask for that thing back, and when I do, I want you to give it to me and it to be healthy. How many of the things could we, if I ask you right now, and me too, if God asked me right now, Rob, give me all the stuff I gave you. How many of those things could I, could, would God say, oh, wow, did a great job? There's no way to be prideful about that because it's too big. Like, if we really understand, right? Like, I'm never going to be prideful about my parenting because I'm... <laughs> it's a lot, you know? But, I'll, but, I, but I can do it, right? I've given you everything pertaining to life and knowledge. Everything. You can do this. It's not proud. It's like, here you go, Papa. And he's like... Gives me a little kind of soft knock on the chin. Well done. That, that helps me. Uh, because usually I struggle with being too much. It being too big a job. And then I remember like, but I know that you can do this. I'm here with you. Really good question. Anything else? There? Is that helpful? Yes. Yeah. I think we've got to learn to be okay with that. Like that's the part of, of saying I can't do everything. And like right now, this is a real busy week. And so I've got to be okay with telling somebody, hey, it's a real busy week. I love you. I, I can't do that thing I normally do this week, but I'll see you next week. We don't like saying that. And so we rag ourselves out in the busy week, right? not knowing that they'll understand, because we will. We just try to do everything, and all of it kind of implodes. Amen? <laughs> um, and that's trusting him, that the friend that I can't see this week will still be my friend next week. 
And the movie that I couldn't go to on Friday, you know, it still shows next Monday. They can go with me again if they really like me. Like, I know they wanted to go opening night, and they can go. But like, will you go with me when I can go on Tuesday? People can do that. Uh, we don't let them or give them the opportunity. But I, I, that is the hard, right? Somebody else? You guys have questions about this. That's good. All right. All right. So um, let's end there. The third one I'll just read for you. I'll just make a couple comments and then we'll, we'll be done. The third one, uh, we must take responsibility for ourselves and steward our blessings and environment. So this is, uh, Lindell spoke into this. This is that idea of, of that everything that I have, the job I have, any relationships that I have, my assets, like if I've got 10 bucks in the bank, like that's a blessing. There's people that don't have 10 bucks in the bank. And so do I see those things as blessings that I'm supposed to steward? You know, remember the first raggedy car that I got, you know, when I started driving, did I see that as a stewardship, right? Like I know it's rough, (laughs) but here it is. Care for this thing well, learn to do that. And And the joy that comes from being able to. So uh, one, one more thing. This is kind of one of those, um, and I'll one more thing you to death. Proverbs 24, 30 through 34. This picture has been really helpful for me when thinking about stewardship. Uh, somebody want to read that? That uh, should be up on the screen. Proverbs 24, 30 through 34. with diligence, whether it's uh, keeping, watching our heart, keeping a friendship, keeping up with our schoolwork, not getting fired from a job, <laughs> um, everything requires a good bit of effort and intention. Um, but, but we typically, when we maintain those things, we don't see the fruit of it, do we? Like there's no fruit of like the, gra- of like things not growing on your house, right? There's not really fruit like we don't we don't when we when we miss our quiet time or we don't pray for a couple couple weeks and we're feeling distant from God like it's a long time coming before we see the results. And so a lot of diligence is like just trusting right that the effort that I put here right matters that when my light bulb goes out like I should go change it immediately not like three weeks and then like something else is broken. That's how we kind of care for stuff in our life isn't it. Like stuff's broken. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's hanging off. It's not all the way off yet. We'll just let it be. Where diligence is saying, I paint my house really before it needs to be painted. Right? Like it's aging and I need to get there versus like, well, you know. <laughs> and so this picture is really helpful for me. We live in an older home that has had what we call a lot of deferred maintenance. A lot of maintenance just hadn't been done. And because of that, there's some stuff that's structurally, not in the house, but just kind of like around the yard and stuff that's just, like it's basically going to have to be torn down because it just, it wasn't maintained. And so everything in your life can come to that point. And so that is the picture. Do I want the things in my life? Do I want, do I want a bunch of vines to grow over my relationship that is really important to me? Do I want the walls to be crumbling down 
of my heart because I haven't been watching it very well. And so, because uh, that is the picture that we've got to fight for because we don't see the fruit to just maintaining and doing and being diligent and being thorough about the things uh, that God's put in our lives. Uh, let's pray. Father, I thank you for putting so much um, into Proverbs about um, just our intention and our effort and our thoroughness. Father, my intention is scattered. I give good effort, but, but so many times I feel like I'm so inconsistent with the things I'm giving effort to because I feel like it's so led by my, what I feel like that day. And yet I have very specific responsibilities that you've given me as a father, as a husband, as a minister, as a friend, as a son or daughter of yours. Like I have, those things should take priority in my life. And there's tons of other fun things that I can do. But Lord, I pray, uh, that, but I, but I pray that for the rest of us in this room that we would see those things as um, necessary. Like we need to make our bed before we do anything else, Lord, that, that you would bring into our lives and bring into our minds that that should be our attitude with that stuff, that there are things that are more important than other things, and it's okay that I need to spend time doing those. And if those keep me from other things, then I've got to learn to live with that. You say there's a time for everything. And for those we were able to, um, for those that were able to go with us, we had a lot of fun this weekend, right? But we can't have just do that all the time. And so, Lord, help us distinguish the difference between the times when I can be free because my things are done and the times when I need to do the things before I do the fun thing. As Lord, we love you and we thank you for dadding us, for just telling us some stuff that we need to be reminded of. And so I thank you so much because I need to hear this every day. We love you, Father, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. So the only um, announcement, yes, Macy. Yeah. Well, say that again. Yeah. Yeah, when all things are important. So they can't all be. So there's two things to think through. Number one is pray. We need wisdom there. To like, what are, because we can say, here's a list of all good things. But then, but Kara, you know, Lindell, Sarah, Jalen, like you have very particular lives that, and in and, and particular spaces. And so we need to ask God, like, God, what do you have in regards to the spheres of influence I have for me to actually do? Because I can't do everything. So that's one thing is pray specifically and ask. Um, the, the other thing is we really need to, to have this idea of like, because there's a lot of things that I know, like I know that they're more important than other things. And I'm just kind of play ignorant. Right. And for us to have a really good sense of what those are, almost our non-negotiables, like these are the things, if I'm going to seek first his kingdom and the, the responsibilities that he's given me, these are no-brainers. Like uh, as I'm a, uh, think about like core relationships that you have. Like if you are trying to steward a relationship, you know, uh, like boyfriend, girlfriend, like that's a relationship that you've committed to. And so commit to it. If you're a student, like be a student, like be a really good student. If you have a job, like, you know what I'm saying? He might tell you to leave that job or you need to more, open up some more time, but, but those are the things that we need to like, decide and to do. And then if we have some extra time, right, do some other stuff. Great question.